0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Fantasy football leagues. Then you've come to the then right place. Come. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now. Here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz here to go over the top waiver wire pickups going into Week Four. Also, want to go over the two games last night. Let's start with the Eagles and the Bucks. Okay, Kenny Gamewell came back in this game. He formed a rotation with DeAndre Swift. They kind of rotated by quarter, uh, but it didn't matter for Swift because he just killed it. Okay, right? only 54 percent of snaps this week, but. Still gained 138 yards on 18 opportunities. Uh, Gainwell, he had 16 opportunities himself, but only 49 total yards. Uh, Moving forward, I think Swift is going to be a solid RB2. Okay, he's thriving behind this offensive line. He's making the most of it. You know, especially once he gets to the second level, he's doing his thing. Like we already know that he was a good running back and they're giving him the opportunity. This is exactly what we wanted to see. Okay, so. Great scenario for DeAndre Swift. I think Gainwell is still a hold. He's a bench stash at the very least as a clear handcuff. If Swift, Swift were to get hurt, he's also in flex consideration. If he's going to continue to share the work like this, like we'll see how they operate next week, You know, given Swift is clearly the more efficient back, right? Um, Mike Evans is the guy in Tampa right now, okay? He's the clear wide receiver one through this three-game sample size that we have with Baker Mayfield, right? Uh, I'm looking at fantasylife.com's utilization report, 30% target share, 26% target share, and 40% target share last night. And Gawin, 20%, 23%, and 20% each of the last three weeks himself, which is solid. But Evans is getting wide receiver one type of opportunity. Um, I think he's a borderline wide receiver one right now at this point. Gawin. You know, he's putting up wide receiver three type of numbers, wide, three, wide receiver three type of utilization. Uh, he's been, you know, pretty disappointing, right? It's going to be hard to bench him, obviously, but he does move down to a wide receiver three at this point. Um, I hope you stayed on par with Jamar and A.J. Brown. Like, if you bought low, okay, because both of these guys came through. Uh, A.J. Brown was the guy. You know, with Devontae Smith staying quiet last night, nine catches for fourteen uh, on 14 targets for 131 yards. Jamar Chase, 12 catches on 15 targets for 141 yards. So it was bound to happen, right? Both these guys have good matchups next week. Both these guys haven't scored a touchdown on this season yet. So those touchdowns are coming, my friends, okay? Uh, Rashad White did not have a great game. Tough matchup, uh, but he was a clear guy. Once again, 91% of snaps, and he ran her route on 93% of dropbacks, which is absolutely insane. It's exactly what you want to see in terms of utilization, but we need more efficiency, and we need some better matchups. Unfortunately, he has a tough matchup next week, then a bye week, then another tough matchup against Detroit. He has a bunch of tough matchups this season, to be honest with you, man. Uh, But this type of usage, though, is going to save him in certain matchups right if he continues to get these type of this type of workload or at least this type of utilization where he's running that many routes and he's going to be targeted that much uh per route i think he could end up saving himself but the fact that he has been inefficient you know it's probably going to keep him at that low end rb2 level despite getting like rb1 type of utilization right All right, let's move on to the waiver wire portion of the show. By the way, guys, you can check out our entire waiver wire rankings list from the team along with my fab recommendations article and a lot more at upperhandfantasy.com. Also, it'll only take a minute if you can subscribe to the podcast. That would mean the world to me. Okay, rate and review if you can as well, but subscribing or hitting follow on the podcast app, whatever you're using, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're using, that would be everything. It would really mean a lot. It's free. Okay, you can just hit that button on whatever app you're listening to right now. Let's start with Devon A. Chain at number one. You're going to have to drop the bag on him if you want him. Okay, you know your league better than I do. You might not have to drop it all, but I know in competitive leagues, if he's available, you're going to have to drop the rest of your fab to get him. All right, is it warranted? I I think it is warranted. Okay, is there some risk here? For sure. Raheem Mostert didn't do anything to lose a job. Okay, he killed it as well. It's obviously tough to ignore a rookie going for 200 yards in this game and looking as good as he did. But Jeff Wilson's also coming back. Does he work into this rotation at all? There, there are questions here. And like I mentioned in yesterday's show, you know, this was an outlier of outlier type of games. These running backs scored eight total touchdowns. Okay. Jalen Waddle didn't play in this game. They went and run heavy. All right. And what's a normal game look like? Maybe 15 carries each, like at the very most. Right. So when Waddle was back, how much opportunities are these running backs going to get? Like, are you not going to throw it? Are you going to throw it less now? You know, like, and not get as, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill as involved? Like, I doubt that. So the fact that the you know this is a situation where there are some questions, like you know, you have a little bit of hesitancy. hesitancy but I will say that the, you don't you don't get these type of opportunities that often. You know, if someone like that is on the waiver wire, because the upside is way too high to pass up, right? Now, this offense is very, very good. This, is, this offense is very explosive. Uh, so for that chance that a chain ends up, oh, I'm sorry, A-Chan, by the way. I don't know if you guys heard. But Devon, after his big game, said that he wants to be known as Devon A-Chan. Okay? So that's what we're going to call him from here on out. But there is a chance that he becomes the lead guy here. And there is a chance it becomes a league winner because of that explosive explosiveness that we saw on Sunday. Um, You know, so I I think there's a chance that there could be some issues in terms of workload and that sort of thing. But when you take a step back, you know, you have a 31 year old running back who hasn't been able to stay healthy his entire career. That's Raheem Mostert. You have Jeff Wilson, who's been solid, but you know, and he has been in good graces with his coaching staff, but he's not an explosive back by any means. So, you know, despite, this looking crowded, there is a path for H. chan here. Um, you know, and there's, and there's no doubt that there's a huge range of outcomes here. Uh, but despite that, I am gonna be dropping it all on H. chan this week if he's available. At number two, I have Tank Dell. His situation is way more solidified, <laughs> okay? Um, two straight games leading in target share. He looks awesome. Big playability uh, is very apparent and he looks like he could be a wide receiver three moving forward. Uh, Nico Collins is still my preferred wide receiver on the Texans because I think he's actually going to be, he's either going to lead in target share or be right there at the top, but he's also going to be the one targeted downfield more. All right, so it's a lot closer now between these two, for sure. Uh, there was like this clear one, you know, prior to this week, and you know, this could be a 1A, 1B type of situation brewing now, uh, but Houston's drop back rate, according to Fantasy Life's data, is at 67% for the year. They're passing the ball a lot. They only threw the ball. 30 times in this game since they were up. Uh, but that's not going to be the case most weeks. Um, there there are plenty of targets to go around from C.J. Stroud, who's playing very well for a rookie, um, and he's keeping multiple wide receivers afloat for fantasy. He's done it every single week so far in his career. So that's, that's what you want to see. All right, at number three, I have Josh Palmer as the preferred pickup given the Mike Williams injury and not Quentin Johnson. Okay, Can Johnson come through at some point? For sure. Uh, but we might have to be a little patient with him. And if you want to do that for more upside, then go ahead and take Quentin Johnston ahead of Josh Palmer. Now I would have hoped that he would have been able to beat out Josh Palmer by this point. By this point, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Prior to week three, Johnston couldn't make it past 40% rap participation. Um, The question is how much 11 personnel are the Chargers going to use? And according to fantasy life data, they used three wide receiver sets less and less over the last three weeks and on only 50% of their pass plays on Sunday. So they're going to have to be you know, in those formations a lot more if we're going to expect Johnston to be on the field enough to be fantasy relevant. Josh Palmer played every snap once Williams left the field on Sunday. So I do prefer Palmer right now. Now, we did just witness Devon HN or HN, I'm sorry, get an opportunity after being stuck behind guys like Salvin Ahmed on the depth chart, right? He was a healthy scratch with Ahmed active just two weeks ago. Um, if Ahmed wasn't a hurt in this game, like, would we have even seen HN the way, the way we did? Like, I'm thinking about that. I'm just like, holy shit, that's insane to even think about. Um, but, you know, that's fresh in our minds right now, right? Like, when we're considering the veteran. Josh Palmer, when we're considering Quinton Johnston as the guy like who could explode just like A-Chan did. But we have to like try to not have recency bias affect our decision here. right? But at the end of the day, we understand that there is a chance that somebody like Johnston, who is a good wide receiver, not my favorite wide receiver coming into this draft class. I mean, coming into the NFL from this draft class. However, we know that he has upside. Okay, we know that he could be explosive. Okay, and this is the type of offense with Justin Herbert where something like that could happen. Okay. Um I do have Johnson at number 5 on this list and I would label him as the upside pick between the two. Uh but you again, you have to be a little patient with him. I do trust that Palmer will likely remain on the field with Keenan Allen for now. Uh you know, both these guys will be on the field at the very least in terms of him and Quinton Johnson. So I'm taking a shot at the guy who's been a good in. In the past for Herbert, we know that he was able to fill in pretty nicely before. Uh, There could be some untapped potential for him on this new offense. We know Palmer's going to be on the field regardless of Johnston getting more opportunities himself. Um, You know, if they continue to play 11 personnel more often than not. I have Adam Thielen at number four uh, right ahead of Quinton Johnston, especially if you need a wide receiver right now. Okay, and he's still available, you know, for some reason, despite him having a pretty good game in week two. 29% 29% target share week two, 25% in week three. The catchable target rate between Andy Dalton and Bryce Young nearly identical between these last two weeks. We'll see if Young is good to go this week or not. But as we saw, Thielen might have even gotten an upgrade from the veteran behind center. Right. So either way, it looks like the clear. He looks like the clear one. In this, in this offense, he made the switch to the slot this year and that's benefiting him right now. Okay. He's a wide receiver three at the moment that might be available on your waiver wire kind of plug and play, uh, type of situation there. Um, if you don't need a wide receiver three right now, maybe you might opt for Quinton Johnston instead, by the way, our sponsor for this episode is better vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all your bets in one single app, You can place those bets there as well. I know you have accounts on all these different betting apps. You have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of, you know, where you place certain bets and all that. It gets confusing. Not anymore. Okay. Not with Better Vision. All of your bets tracked in one place. And not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. Okay. Most of you do that anyway. You know, you like a play. You look through all your apps for the best odds. You play on that app. Why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you can just click on the bet that you want to make within the Better Vision app, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us. That's B-E-T-T-O-R vision.us. Or just go to the app store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So that's B-E-T-T-O-R vision in the app store today. I mentioned Quentin Johnson at number five. I have Matt Breida at number six as a short-term ad. If he's available and you need a running back this week, Saquon Barkley does in fact have a high ankle sprain. Usually running backs miss more than one game with that injury. So I'd expect Breida to get another shot at starting this game and being the primary guy. He had 80% of snap share in week one. Uh, I'm sorry, this this past week. So he ran a majority of the routes as well. He split early down work 50 50 with Gary Brightwell last week, but Brightwell wasn't so efficient. Um, uh, nowhere as efficient as Breida was against the 49ers. So I think we should be relatively confident that Breida will be the guy once again this week. A much better matchup against the Seahawks coming up. All right, so at number seven, we have Romeo Dubs. The Packers are on a short week. They have the Lions on Thursday night. No idea if Christian Watson will be able to go or not, but I'd have to assume he'll be on some sort of snap count if he does end up playing. Uh, Dubs had his highest rap participation This past week at 86%. He was also, remember, he had that hamstring injury too, right, working his way back. So it looks like he's at full go now. 26% target share as a result. He's had 31% of Jordan Love's end zone targets too. He's the one leading the team in air yards as well this season. I think this could end up being a short-term play if you need a wide receiver for this week. But I definitely want to see what the target distribution looks like you know, when Watson does end up coming back, you know, is Watson like the clear one and Dubs is the clear two or three, or is there a one A, one B type of situation because of there is some sort of connection between Dubs and love. We've seen that, you know, in the preseason, we've seen it this season, we've seen it in the end zone. So there is a situation where Dubs remains fantasy relevant. Okay. So I don't necessarily want to drop Dubs once Watson comes back. Uh, multiple wide receivers can be fantasy relevant here. We've already seen it between Dubs and Jaden Reed, right? Two wide receivers who might not be as good as Christian Watson. Okay. I have Roshan Johnson at number eight. He was in the field a lot this past week because of the extreme negative game script the Bears found themselves in. So that explains the snap share. The talent is apparent. You know, he, he did get more carries than Khalil Herbert in this game. I still think that Herbert is a lead back just by a hair. But it kind of doesn't matter. This is really a split at this point. Um, Johnson's, Johnson's right there. And even though I'm a big fan of Herbert, I'm also a big fan of Roshan Johnson coming out as well. There is a world here where, where Johnson ends up being the lead back, and you just have to be a little bit patient with him and patient with this offense as well because it's looking pretty bad. I'd say that both Roshan and Herbert are startable uh, as flex options in 12-team or deeper leagues. Um, but, you know, the upside hasn't been there because this offense hasn't been able to sustain drives. I have Luke Musgrave at 9 if you're in need of a tight end. He's a great pickup this week. He's 6th in route participation among all tight ends. Uh, 16% target share for the season. He's a tight end 9 on the year so far. He had his best day. 6 catches for 8 targets for 49 yards this week. He has room to grow as well. So it looks like he's going to be ranked as a top 10 or top 12 tight end going into week 4. Marvin Mims, I have him at number 10. He's showing that explosive ability that we, know, we knew he had. You know, I, I wanted to pick him up. You know, before going into week one, uh, you know, he didn't do anything. And now in week two, he does his thing. Week three, he does his thing. But he led the Broncos in air yards over the last two weeks uh, when he actually had some playing time. The playing time is hardly anything right now. Only 14% and 28% wrap participation, respectively, in weeks two and week three. The target share went up to 15 per sp- 15% despite playing on only 28% of pass plays. Um His average depth of target is sitting at 25 yards for the season. Um, So the dude is obviously a big play threat. If you start seeing the field ahead of Brandon Johnson, who's playing a good amount right now, we stop seeing guys like little Jordan Humphrey on the field as well getting snaps. He could break out big time. Okay. I think he's a little bit of a stash right now. I don't necessarily want to play him. I can't depend on a guy running this little amount of routes. Um but it could happen at any point in a few week in the next few weeks, right? Especially if you consider Jerry Judy not really coming through just yet. Um, this could be a pretty good wide receiver core between these three guys: Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Marvin Mims. Once he gets a full time role, okay. So uh, those are the top ten here. I'm gonna go through the top eleven real quick, kind of just like you know name them off a little bit. Um, if you want to check out the waiver wire. Full waiver wire rankings, you can check him out at upperhandfantasy.com. Um, but I have Josh Downs at number 11. You know, he had a high target share this week. He's been, you know, getting targeted at a decent rate. Obviously, Gardner Minshew, a little bit more, uh, a little bit uh, more targets, more targets here, there, a little bit more attention from Gardner Minshew. Uh, but Josh Downs is a good wide receiver. He was a top five wide receiver of mine coming into, into the year as a rookie. So I think Josh Downs is somebody that you pay attention to because of the talent and because of the fact that it looks like the Colts don't have a clear number two behind Michael Pippen. and he could be that guy, okay, as uh, as Anthony Richardson continues to develop. Uh, Jaden Reed is at number 12. Uh, he's obviously, you know, talented. We've seen him go off in week two with those two touchdowns. He could continue to still get it done out of the slot for the Packers. C.J. Stroud playing extremely well. He's somebody you want to pick up if you're in need of a quarterback. Uh, Justice Hill, uh, who knows if he'll play this week. He has that toe injury. Uh, he didn't practice at all last week. so we'll need to see at least a limited practice early this week to have a little bit of confidence, regardless though. I'm gonna stash him. I'm gonna put him on my bench. We saw that you know with Gus Edwards uh supposedly having you know the entire role this week, Melvin Gore did play a little bit of a role, uh, especially played a role once Gus Edwards got hurt. Uh, but Edwards is in the con- I think he's in the concussion protocol now if I'm not mistaken. So if he doesn't play, Justice Hill's a, a really, really good play. If he does end up going, and even if Edwards is good to go, Justice Hill has a – there's a situation where just – there's a world where Justice Hill becomes a clear lead back here, right? And he's available on a lot of waiver wires. So he's a little bit of a stash for me on an offense who's like underperformed, who I think has more of a ceiling to go here. So I think there is a chance that Hill could become fantasy relevant, uh, a lot more fantasy relevant than it's looking like right now because We haven't seen much out of him, you know, outside of those couple touchdowns, uh, in the same game, uh, that J.K. Dobbins went down in Rashid Shahid, just getting it done in all types of ways. He had a special team touchdown this week, um, you know, so he got some points for you if you ended up starting him as a flex. I think he's going to continue to be a flex option, big play option, you know, on this, uh, on the Saints offense. Uh, he's a good player, man. So you know, you're looking at Jameis Winston coming in now potentially for a couple of games here. Rashid Shaheed could be targeted deep a ton. Okay, so keep an eye out on eye out for him. If you need like a you know what the heck flex, a guy who could get you know a, bit, a long touchdown in one play, Shaheed's that guy. Same same thing for DJ Shark. DJ Shark, you know, had apparently had a ton of chemistry with Bryce Young in the offseason, in camp. He's been banged up to start the year. But he's somebody that could end up coming. on. remember last year, you know, he had a couple of really, really big games in Detroit. He could do something similar here in Carolina on a team that needs another wide receiver to step up outside of Adam Thielen. Right. They have no other guys to throw to right now. Jonathan Mingo doing his thing. but I think he's in the concussion protocol right now. So Chark has an opportunity potentially in week four, regardless of who's at quarterback. Robert Woods has been getting a consistent 20% target share each and every week over the first three weeks of the season. He is a solid PPR flex right now. He doesn't seem to have a whole lot of upside, but if you just need some points, he is a decent pickup. A couple long-term pickups here. Rashi Rice at 18, Trey McBride, 19, Zay Jones at 20. I think Rashi Rice, you know, he didn't, run a high rap participation this week, but he was targeted at a high percentage of his routes run. So he's something I want to put on my bench just in case to see what happens moving forward. And then Trey McBride at 19, he is slowly making his way into the rotation. Unfortunately, you know, Zach Ertz was looking like this great pickup, but he Zach Ertz unfortunately is moving into the rap participation. Zach Ertz rap participation dropped heavily. This week, and it's at the expense of Trey McBride. Trey McBride, obviously, the early, they took, the Cardinals took Trey McBride very early last year, second round pick. Um, he's somebody that, you know, won the, whatever the Bullet Enough Award, whatever the award is for the best tight end in the nation. Um, he killed it at the Senior Bowl last year. You know, he's somebody that you want to pay attention to because he's the ESPFF's he highest graded tight end so far this year on his limited opportunities. Okay. Zay Jones, uh, you know, he's obviously banged up with that knee injury right now, but when he comes back, he's likely going to take his spot back as a starting wide receiver uh, for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence obviously hasn't come through the way that we wanted him to, but with Ridley, hopefully near 100% at some point, and then you have Zay Jones at 100%. Those are the guys on the field in two wide receiver sets, okay, with Christian Kirk off the field. Um, I don't see a situation where Kirk ends up beating Zay Jones out. They had all offseason to do that. There was a clear you know, want for Christian Hurt to play the slot and clear want for Zay Jones to be the outside wide receiver. So he's somebody that I am not dropping, somebody that I have stashed on my bench if possible, because you can throw him in at any point whenever you need a wide receiver to play and he can get it done for you big time. He has a lot of upside any given week. Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne you know, another wide receiver that you can pick up in deeper leagues. He is being targeted at a high Rate on a per route per route basis. So he's somebody that is obviously Matt, one of Matt Jones' favorite targets. Uh, Kendrick Miller, you know, he didn't get it done in a big opportunity that he had this past week. However, that was his first game. Don't give up too early on these talented rookies. Um, I'm okay dropping him if you did pick him up. Uh, if you need the the room and to pick up somebody better, uh, that's fine. Obviously, he's at 22 on this list, so he's obviously not a priority for me. Uh, but there is a there is a world where he does move into this rotation a little bit with Alvin Kamara. He just didn't really make his a sh- super strong case for that this past week. And then I have Tajay Spears. Somebody, you know, Tajay Spears actually outsnapped Derrick Henry by a ton this week, but they were also in a negative game script the entire time. There is a world where Tajay Spears ends up being fantasy relevant. You know, alongside Derrick Henry, because of the fact that Spears has shown a ton of efficiency so far through three weeks. So he's somebody that killed at the Senior Bowl. Very, very um, versatile player. Receiving game really good in the run game as well. Despite him not having an ACL in one of his knees, he should be he should be a, a pretty good player if he's given opportunity. And obviously, you know, not to mention a great stash. Because if Derrick Henry were to get hurt at his you know old age as a running back, there is a chance that Tajay Spears becomes a league winner. That's all I got, guys. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow going over some buys and some sells going into week four. Appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Again, waiver Wire Rankings, weekly rankings at UpperHandFantasy.com. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Later.